You're listening to a Soulfire Productions podcast. Welcome to Wellness Realness, where we get very real about all things health and wellness, physical, mental, financial, and spiritual. I'm your host, Christina Rice, a nutritional therapy practitioner and energy healer turned holistic business coach for ambitious entrepreneurs. And I'm here to help you up-level every aspect of your life. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You can find an endless amount of content from me and join my online membership at christinaricewellness.com. And if you want exclusive behind-the-scenes content and my most unfiltered self, DM a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review to Wellness Realness Crew on Instagram and request to follow my super secret account. You can also join the Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe Facebook group to hang out with other listeners in the crew. Get ready for some wellness realness. Welcome back to the podcast. Today I have an amazing guest, a client, a friend, and I've been her client as well. Victoria Jane. She is a human design expert and coach. She does really transformational work within human design and now is going to be training other coaches to use human design in their practices as well, which I'm so excited about. Victoria spent a decade in Silicon Valley in her corporate job doing all the things she thought she was supposed to do. And it led her down this path of struggling with her health, looking for more, looking for greater purpose and finding her way to human design and learning to live and flow, understanding all the ways that human design can unlock so many parts of your life. And now she helps other ambitious women learn to live with less hustle, more flow and create the lives they want using human design as her main framework. And I've been really excited to have Victoria on the show I think especially with her experience working with the corporate world and working with a lot of clients who come from that background. And I love her perspective on tips for human design in business. I like to incorporate this into my business coaching, which she obviously knows a lot more because she is the human design expert. And so I thought it'd be so great to have her on the show and for her to share more of her journey and also give some really tangible tips for any listeners who also love human design, which you probably do. Or if you haven't already checked it out, make sure you check out your chart. But how do we use this in in business as well as other areas of our life? So in this episode, we talk about gates. We talk a bit about my chart. And I think some of what she shares in terms of my chart will help a lot of you as well. She shares more about her journey overcoming her health issues, which included living more in flow, calming down her nervous system, and also details about the bean protocol, hot topic, plus her journey moving from her Silicon Valley job to running her own business and what that journey has been like for her. And for me, I mean, she joined No Bullshit Business School when she was first starting her business. And it has been an honor for me to watch her grow so quickly, watch her business grow so quickly. And she makes such a powerful impact on every life she touches. So I'm just really excited for you to hear more from her. I I love how she really breaks down bigger concepts and lots of 
aspects of human design into very digestible language and clear examples. So I think this is really going to be very interesting for a lot of you. And you can find more from her on Instagram at victoriajane.hd on her website at victoriajane.co. Head there to learn more from her, to book a reading with her, which I highly suggest. And also I'll be posting in the show notes the link to the waitlist for her human design coaching certification. If you are any type of coach or manager, healer, and you are looking to learn how to use human design in your coaching that is for you and she'll share more about that in the episode. So make sure you connect with her. I'm sure she would love to hear from you. And I also just want to remind you that enrollment is open for No Bullshit Business School. Signups will be closing on September 25th and we start October 5th. Victoria shares a bit about her experience with No BS Biz School in this episode, but this program is for health coaches, nutritionists, trainers, energy healers, astrologers, human design readers, affiliate marketers, any ambitious woman who offers a service-based business, this would be great for you. But this is a three-month group business coaching program. It is like business boot camp. You learn more in 90 days than most people learn in like five years of business coaching. I've had many of my clients tell me this, but this program gives you the tools you need to build a six-figure online coaching business without a big following, with no paid ads. I teach you all about marketing, using Instagram to actually convert clients, good copywriting, building your email list, your website, how to be an effective coach, adding in additional income streams, scaling to group programs, courses, memberships. We talk about all things energetics when it comes to business, how to work smarter, not harder, balancing your masculine and feminine energy in your business, all things manifestation, lots of brain rewiring, a lot of shifting money mindset, it is a very comprehensive program. I give you the roadmap to build your business. It is so much fun. You will make lifelong friends. We become a very close community. You'll have a community of like-minded, amazing women alongside you in this journey. You'll get video and audio lectures, PDFs and guides, weekly Q&A calls, a library of bonus guest interviews and an individualized energy healing session from yours truly. So if you are ready to stop waiting around, you are ready to ditch your limiting beliefs and step into the highest version of yourself to build your dream business because it's right there. It's just up to you to take it. Then apply now for No BS Business School. You can go to bit.ly slash no BS BS or go to christinaricewellness.com, my website, and click the business tab at the top. And that will take you straight to the page where you can see a ton of testimonials and learn more about all of the modules we'll cover, get a sense of everything included, and apply right there. Again, that's bit.ly slash no BS BS, or go to christinaricewellness.com and click the business tab at the top, and all the information is right there. And you'll find Victoria's testimonial right there as well but now it's time for you to learn from her. So enjoy this conversation with the amazing Victoria Jane. If you feel like you have tried literally everything to clear your acne and it still is not going away, that's exactly why I teamed up with the founders of ClearStem Skincare, Kaylee Clark and Danielle Gronich to bring you our Ditch Your Acne course. I struggled for years with acne and it took a huge toll on my self-confidence. And I know what it's like to try literally every product out there, every treatment, every supplement, 
every diet and feel like you still are not getting results. It is so, so frustrating. And that's why we have created this course to give you answers and allow you to take your power back into your own hands and clear your skin for good. If you already live a really healthy lifestyle and you take all the right supplements and you eat a super clean diet, then sometimes it can feel even more frustrating. And that's why I'm so excited about this course, because you're going to finally get answers. In our Ditch Your Acne course, we cover what acne really is and its five main causes. And you might not realize how all five of these causes could be contributing to your breakouts. We also discuss products, all of the products that lead to breakouts, which includes a lot of these non-toxic products that many of you might be using and why those could actually trigger even more acne and what the perfect skincare regimen actually looks like. We also dive deep into all things nutrition. We talk about the different macronutrients and how those affect our skin health, specific acne triggering foods, including healthy foods and exactly what to eat to clear up your skin. We also dive into all of the supplements that could be breaking you out, as well as the ones that help to clear your acne. And this module blows people's minds because a lot of the supplements that many of us take to maintain our health that everyone recommends could be breaking you out. We also dive deep into gut health and how to support your microbiome, how the gut affects the skin, and also addressing any underlying gut issues that could be contributing to your breakouts. And we dive deep into hormones and how they affect your skin. You've probably heard or even said, oh, it's just hormonal acne. That might not just be the case. There's a lot, lot to this. And we even talk about scarring, how to get rid of scarring, reducing inflammation, and all of the alternative therapies that can help your skin and the ones that do not work. You also get a bonus Q&A with the acne guru herself, Danielle Gronich. So if you're ready to clear your skin for good, you are done with the breakouts and you just want to get to the root cause and take a truly holistic approach, this course is for you. You can check it out by going to bit.ly slash ditch your acne. That's bit.ly slash ditch your acne. And you can use the code wellness realness for 15% off. Again, that's bit B-I-T dot L-Y slash ditch your acne. And the code wellness realness will get you 15% off. This is the answer if you are ready to clear your skin for good at the root cause level. And as you go through the modules, snap a picture and tag me on Instagram so I can see what you're learning, and which knowledge bombs are blowing your mind. Tell me what you want to share about my my okay. chart. Okay, so first of all, like you've obviously been sharing a lot about channeling, right? Mm-hmm. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, it makes sense because you have a completely open throat center, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the open throat center, I feel like is sometimes hard for people to understand because they're like, no, but I can talk you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's more, and so explaining like what it means to have an open throat energetically can kind of like, you know, I just like, I'm always searching for examples and to be like a channel through which spirit can speak is like, I think the most extreme (laughs) example or one of the most extreme examples. Um, and so I just wanted to like sh- share that and like see the similarities of like, oh, cool, there's this thing that you do. Um, and also it's supported energetically by your chart where not only is your start center white, but you have zero gates, right? So there's no buffer between 
your like the vessel of your throat and the energy that is in the environment and people around you. So it can just come in if you're you know if you're open to it. That's so interesting. And I didn't even I mean I didn't think about this at all until you just said this right now. Yeah. And is that uncommon for to have open throats with no gates? Um I th- I don't remember the exact percentage but it's there's more people with defined throats than undefined throats and then I don't know off the top of my head the specific breakdown of like how many people have one gate versus two yeah. or whatever. Um but it's certainly not in the majority. Okay. And the other thing I'll say is like, cause a lot of open throat people then feel like sad cause they're like, Oh, I don't have like a message to share. And it's like, no, no, you like Christina, you definitely have a message to share. It's <laughs> yeah. just the way in which it comes through is, is different. And there's no better or worse in terms of the open throat. Like someone could have an open throat and be putting a bunch of conditioning and shoulds on themselves and like forcing themselves to like stick to a certain point of view and like always defend it. And that's not really what it, an open throat's meant to do, right? You're meant to be open and share lots of different whatever's kind of coming through in that present moment. Um, so it's just about learning how to work with what you have. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. I, I would be curious to look at other tr- like channels, and we we've talked about this. I mean, channeling can mean so many things, but you yeah. know what I'm saying, like like a trance channel. Um, I'd be curious to look at their charts and see if they all have that. I'm sure you would. Totally geek yeah. out over that. Yeah, if you can solicit some birth date times, let me know. I'll ask around. I'll ask yeah. around. Um, but I think also for me, learning the – I mean, human design charts are very complex. There's so much to them. And when I've, I've gotten different readings and I'm always learning something new, I feel like there's just always more to dive into. And with the throw, when that's been explained to me, I didn't fully – know what that meant. I think the first time it was explained to me, someone said, it just means that you can share your message in many ways. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. It didn't feel that significant, but now that you're putting this in the context of the channeling, my mind is blown. It makes so yeah. much sense. Yeah. And not to say everybody with an open throat will be a channel, right? Yeah. Like, these are just, there's so many different ways it can manifest in the physical plane, but it's mm-hmm. like you have the energy capacity for something like that. Yeah. So with other people, let's say they're not a channel. Can you just give like maybe another concrete example of how that manifests? Like what that, what that means? Yeah. So if, um, so an example is like, if you have an open throat and you're like an advocate for other people, you Mm -hmm. can speak on behalf of others in a way that some, it would be different if someone had a defined throat. So let's say you're like a human rights lawyer, right. And you're like defending your clients. Open throat person is like able to let's say their client's like sitting right next to them, they can feel what needs to be expressed through that person's voice and speak, you know, in that way it it almost still kind of is a channel, right? But they might not think of it that way. Whereas a defined throat person, you know, same thing, human rights lawyer, they have their client, but they have a message. They have a message about how they want to change social justice on the planet. So they speak about it in a really different way. That's more them, like uniquely Mm -hmm. them, as opposed to what needs to be expressed by somebody else. That makes that makes so much sense to me. Like with channeling aside, because I feel like I have always had the ability to sort of to speak on behalf of other people, and I very much change the way mm-hmm. I share information depending on the person. And I and I've always like, oh well, I'm very uh, clairsentient. I can feel somebody's energy, so I can morph. But also. I do notice, like, there isn't just one way. I I very much change the way I relay 
information. So mm-hmm. that's connected. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes yeah. so much sense. Yeah. You don't have like wherever you're white, it's like, and I mean this in the best way, it's just not stable. Like mm-hmm. you can shift. Yeah. 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 Which has pros and cons. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, so. it's, a, it's exactly what you need. Yeah, okay. it's yeah. very true. Well, okay. I also, I wanted you to, cause I didn't want to talk about one of the gates, but I wanted you to re-bring up something we talked about on our Instagram live a while back in case people didn't see, which you should mm-hmm. watch if you haven't seen it yet. But you were talking about, I don't even remember exactly what you said, but it blew my mind. It was, it was about my head. Yeah. Okay. So, so you have a defined crown and ajna so those are the two triangles in the head centers and the top one is related to inspiration and the lower one is related to like beliefs and opinions and you have a channel that's all about this pressure to ponder the mysteries of the world and the universe to like understand what is the truth with a capital t and what i see with people who have these centers defined is that the way in which your mind works on its own energetically, right, without like the brain coming in, just its natural state is to always be inspired, to always be like taking, I like always imagine like, um, like a Rubik's cube, like shuffling things. And so this can come up in a lot of different ways. I think for you, if I remember, I mean, feel free to chime in. Um, It was like, oh yeah, when I was a little kid, I was constantly asking these huge questions about the world and why. And like, so that's one way um, I've seen it show up, but it could also be, I've seen people who have this and they're like really into physics because they want to understand the universal like principles of the world. Right. Mm -hmm. That makes so much sense. I'm sure my, I need to tell my mom this because she'll probably be relieved. She was so overwhelmed with me as a child. It was that kind of thing where you ask so many questions then the parent is like overwhelmed because they can't give a solid answer. They're huge questions. And then, you know, that causes friction. Yeah. So, yeah. And as a kid, you don't realize that you have a brain that like will want to go and reach grasp for answers. And a big lesson of the defined crown and Ajna is like, oh, this is the way my mind will work, but, but I don't have to come in and control it. Mm -hmm. Like it'll just go, but I don't need to always like get to certainty or get to an answer. Um, because that's impossible, right? And you're not going to solve the mysteries of understanding the universe in this lifetime, probably. Um, the, the gift of it is just you get to like play with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, it made so much sense when you were saying sometimes it can manifest as anxiety and depression because mm-hmm. you're like so deep down the rabbit hole. And that was so true. I remember like because I, I struggled with such intense anxiety and depression growing up. And I just remember there were so many nights when I would lay on the floor and stare at the ceiling and be asking myself these really intense, deep questions. And I was just so depressed because I was thinking, how can the world be like this? Like, what is the purpose of this? And I would try and talk to my friends about it. And they would be like, what? (laughs) Like, this is depressing. Like, stop thinking about it. So it makes a lot of sense. And I also think this type of insight that you can gain from the chart makes sense in the context of if you're a content creator too Mm. I think that certain people their content um, I don't know it kind of goes over better when it's more broader deep life questions Mm. um, versus more tangible information you know I think there's differences between people as to what translates and I, I wonder if that's connected Totally. Yeah. Cause each of the gates in the head center, um, 
relate to different ways of thinking, right? So some, someone might be like really good at getting all the facts and like explaining it in like a really cool, like level-headed way where lots of different people can agree, where someone else might be like, this is what I think. And like, I don't care if you, like, you know, you can agree with me or not, but this is how I see things. And it can be a very personal view. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, also just the examples that you mentioned. So absolutely. Yeah. So just, just one of many ways, this is very helpful for business. This has changed so much for me, but I also, so let's talk more about gates. And I know you want to talk about that one, but can you just explain to people what, what are gates if they don't know? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like most people listening probably have like seen their chart, right? Yeah. Um, And if you haven't, you can just go pull it up. There's four systems that go into human design. There's the chakra system, astrology, the Kabbalah, and the I Ching. And the I Ching part is what the gates are based on. And gates are basically your specific skills or gifts that you came in with. So you'll see numbers going down the sides. Those are your gates. And those are the same numbers that are in the picture of your chart where you'll see the shapes and then inside the shapes, there are numbers. So the numbers are the gates. Okay. Is that like, I don't want to, I don't know how, tell me if I should keep going. No, that's perfect. Okay. Very digestible. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's why, that's why I love your explanations. I can, I understand it. Okay. So that makes sense. And so what was the gate that you wanted to dive into more? Yeah. Okay. So and this was also in the live and I was like, oh, and you have this gate that's all about accepting and loving the different extremes in life. And you kind of, I could see your face and you're kind of like, mm, okay. And I was like, wait, I don't feel like you, I explained that well. Um, so this gate that you have is in the G center, which is the yellow diamond in the middle. And this, all the gates are grouped by theme. So each center has a theme, right? Like the Seiko center is all about like, life force energy. So all the gates in the sacral center are about like power and energy and like growing. The G center is amongst other things, all the different forms of love that there are in the world, because that's, it helps answer the question of where am I going in life? Like who, who am I? What is this all about? And what you have this acceptance of extremes is the ability to say like, things can be so different and it's all equally valid. And I mean, people who've been following you for a while know you've been on like every single nutritional like diet thing in the world. And I I remember when I saw your face, I was like, oh, I can see how maybe, I'd love to hear your thoughts too, but my interpretation of it was like, oh, well, I have opinions on how, like what I think is, I don't know, um, a good idea versus a bad idea. So like, I don't accept all the extremes, but this isn't, this gate isn't like you have to like or agree with everybody. It's more like this kind of universal detached, like it's all valid, like whatever. Like I get where I could have been a carnivore and I get where I am now plant-based and like tomorrow could be something totally different. It's all good. And it's such a valuable gate because I think the default is that we most people, maybe not listeners, but like the broader world is like, oh, I hang out with people that I like who think the same way I do. And like, if you think something different, like, uh, you know, whatever, you're crazy. And so there's such value in sharing this, like, you know what, I've had an extreme life for you, right? I've been through (laughs) the ends of like all the journeys. And if you are where you are, that's great. I'm where I'm at where I'm at. And like, it's all cool. And there's such value in that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I do think that is something that 
I've noticed, I've been thinking about this a lot recently too, that it's something that I feel is different about me than a lot of people, especially who are on like, I don't know, have podcasts on social media because they like to make a stance. And I think it triggers a lot of, well, I know it triggers a lot of people that I don't, that I like swap between diets. I feel like that's the most surface level thing, but anyone who gets to know me, like just so many different opinions, I very much do see the value in so many different opposing points of view, which most people I think wouldn't expect of me because Mm -hmm. of the way I talk. I seem like very opinionated, but I mean, you probably can see this too, just from like working together. Um, I see a lot of value in a lot of different ways Mm -hmm. to to do things. So that, that makes total sense. And I also wonder if that combined with the open throat is connected to the channeling piece. Mm, Yeah. That she can be truly receptive to all experiences. Yeah. Because the thing about channeling, like trance channeling, that's like, not everybody can do it because not everybody can like really step aside. You know what I mean? Like everybody can do it. Right. But it's hard. It's very difficult for many people to do it because you have to truly step aside. And I have to be like willing for anything, no matter how crazy it sounds to come through and not judge it. Yeah. So I feel like they're connected. Why, yeah. why that it's how it manifests like ability to like go with the crazy is mm-hmm. fully part part of this because <laughs> like crazy extreme whatever you want to call it and this gate for you it's in this is where the astrology part comes in it's in your moon which is all about like what drives you so it's like I'm thinking also about that in the context of like your business and ambition and like driving what's driving you to put your message out too. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, this goes, it's so fun. to pull Yeah. It's so, it's so cool. So interesting. And there's just so many rabbit holes you can get down, you know, and I think people don't even realize how many parts of their lives this chart can help with. I mean, for me, this changed everything with business. It's helped me so much in relationships, like health and if anyone listening, if you haven't seen the video that uh, Victoria and I did in up level. We talked all about all the different digestive types, which is super helpful. So it just translates into all areas of, of your life. But I want to, I want to talk more about your story with this, because I think it's really inspiring to see how, how you have shifted and and changed and really like, you know, kind of went from where, where you thought you should be to really living in flow and like living your design. And to start off, I want to know how you even got interested into human design? How did you find it? Yeah, I found human design through diving deeper into my manifestation practice. So the Mm -hmm. first thing I ever learned about was the arrow that's related to manifestation. And then also at the same time, obviously, I learned I was a projector. It was like three years ago. Um, And it was just so liberating. I mean, to hear like, oh, I can wait for the invitation. Uh, such relief. And it explains so much about growing up, how uncomfortable I felt when I was like forced into situations in which like I wasn't ready yet. Like as a projector, so open, I was like, you know, also just like a highly sensitive person. It was really overwhelming to be in that. So it helped a lot with just the personal work that I had been doing at the time too, around like, you know, inner child stuff, reparenting, shadow, um, And what was going on externally in my life is that I grew up um, with a lot of like academic expectations and kind of like my my parents both had very traditional career paths. And so the expectation was like, you get a job and like you get really good grades and like, that's what you do. Uh, So I was doing it and starting to have health issues come up, um, you know, blood sugar imbalance. I was also pushing myself really hard and then like gut stuff and 
it started just like devolving. And as that was all happening, I kept coming back to this touchstone of like, if I could just live the projector life, like I know everything would be okay. Like I, for years, I was like praying for that, um, <laughs> even though I had no idea what that meant. Like, yeah. but it just, there's some truth to it. You know, sometimes you come across a teaching and like, you don't even really understand it, but you just know that it resonates. That's what learning my design was like at the very beginning. Um, and then, you know, as time went on, I kept exploring and teaching myself and observing the people around me. And it just made so much sense. I was like always coming back and it's it continued to kind of guide me where I need to go next. Yeah. So tell us more about the type of, actually, I'm curious how you like fell into Okay. So you got into this because you were going deeper into your manifestation practice, but also like, I mean, have you always been interested in that side of things Mm. slash like, how did you get into alternative health? Yeah. I feel like I've always been into it. Um, but it just got really, I was just really numb for a lot of my childhood. Um, it was, it didn't, it wasn't safe for me to fully be in my sensitivity. Um, like, so like tangible examples, like as a little kid, I would love to go in the backyard and like gather like rose petals and like herbs and like pound them into like these fake potions, like stuff (laughs) like that. Um, or like, you know, being really into like collecting crystals as a kid. So like that was always kind of there. Um, I had a dog when I was growing up and I, we couldn't keep him. So I was really young when we um, had to give him away. But when I look back at pictures of myself and I'm like, oh, I, I'm pretty sure I could definitely talk to animals. So I'm yeah. still, I'm trying to awaken that right now and tap back into it. Um, but then, you know, growing up, I think being uh, Asian American in like a predominantly white suburb, like, you know, you're already different. And then like, all you, all I wanted to do was fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just the pressure kind of around performance and productivity. I mean, I think having, I'm pretty sure I, my mom is a generator and my dad's a projector. They don't know their birth times, but I can tell, I think, but, but for them kind of sticking to this, like working really hard, um, like the more hours you can work, the better, like all that was deeply modeled and ingrained. And so, yeah, it, I just like was really out of touch with my sensitivity for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so tell us more about what type of job you were in. Like, like, cause I think this is an important yeah. piece because people can connect to this. Yeah. Uh, so I was in, I was in business strategy in, in tech in Silicon Valley. So it's funny to talk to you about this cause it, right now it feels like such a long time ago, even though it really wasn't. It feels like Um, a long time ago to me too. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was still in that job earlier this year. So I, uh, when I came out of undergrad, I was in consulting, um, helping large enterprise companies with their sales, marketing and customer support strategies and optimizing all that. Um, And then I was drawn actually to move into using business for social impact in some way, because that's just what made sense to my brain. I had actually studied sustainable agriculture in college. Um, I'm, so within human design, I'm a, I have a sixth line in my profile. So like a big part of, I've had so much closure from learning about my human design too, because there were so many years in high school, college, and then like 20s where I was like, I don't get why other people seem like they're just flowing with like their mission. And I feel like I'm trying to do all these things and they still all feel wrong. So like part of my, part of my third line trial and error process was like wanting to find work, which 
I felt like was making an impact in the world, but just not knowing what it was yet. And so to go back to where I was in that story, um, I was in business for a while. I wanted to find something that felt more aligned on the mission side um, and thought it might be in kind of like the social development space. I spent some time in Peru working for a nonprofit that just like for a number of reasons didn't, didn't really fit with what I wanted. Um, and so I ended up going back into tech because I was like, you know what, the pace of the work, like I'm, a, I'm quite quick. Like you can tell I'm like talking fast and I just want to like get things done. So tech was a really great space for that. So I just kept doing it, but, but, and at the same time, like the, the forces were shifting in the background, right? So I did my yoga teacher training and I was getting back in touch with my sensitivity and opening up my spiritual practice during all of that. And then the health issues came, which guided me back to this path. Um, but my life in the day-to-day was like, you know, long hours, people people show up at work, all your meals are served there. Like people love to talk about the perks, but that was, I mean, golden handcuffs for real. Health issues, you can't eat any of the snacks anyway. So like, okay. Yeah. But I would go into work, you know, in my 12, 14 hour days with other people who were so stoked about it and think to myself, like, what's wrong with me? Like everyone else seems to like love hanging out and like chatting by the desks and be like, I just want to finish and like go home so I can take a nap or whatever. Well, actually I didn't know how to nap then because I was so wound up, but um, that's <laughs> adrenal another problems. <laughs> adrenal problems. Yeah. <laughs> If you don't already have a pair of blue blocks, blue light blocking glasses, now's the time to get a pair. There are so many blue blockers out there on the market and I have tried many different brands, but it wasn't until I found blue blocks that I actually truly noticed the difference and I realized that all of the other glasses that I thought were working for me before weren't really. Blue Blocks Sleep Plus Red Lens is the only true 100% blue and green light blocking lens for after sunset use. You have not worn blue light blocking glasses until you've tried a pair of the Sleep Plus. Trust me, this helps so much with your sleep, reduces anxiety, and relaxes you in the evening. This makes a huge difference on my sleep, which then affects my productivity during the day, my hunger levels, my energy, my mood. So if you struggle with any of those, you need a pair of Sleep Plus lenses. And then also during the day, I wear the blue light clear lens which is a blue light filtering lens for during the day. This is ideal for people who work in more natural lighting and you want to avoid migraines, headaches, macular degeneration, and digital eye strain. I work on the computer pretty much all day, so I really need to wear these. Otherwise, I get a headache, I get moody, crabby. It's not good. They also have the Summer Glow Yellow Lens, which is a blue light blocking meets color therapy. So these are daytime glasses for people who work under more intense artificial lighting. And if you struggle with migraines, anxiety, or depression, these are great. This is one of the simplest and best things that you can do for your sleep and your overall health is wearing the Sleep Plus Red Lens in the evening when the sun goes down and either the blue light clear lens or the summer glow yellow lens during the day, it will change your life and your productivity and your health. If you want to improve your sleep or balance out your hormones, then you need to be wearing these blue light blocking glasses. Blue blocks has changed my life in so many ways. And if you really want to take your sleep to the next level, then check out their remedy sleep mask. It is a 100% light blocking sleep mask, which is used to increase restorative sleep cycles, your REM and deep sleep. I have tried other sleep masks before. They don't do anything. This is a real deal. And I have tracked my sleep with many different devices and apps. And I've done experiments with different blue blockers. The data is clear. 
Blue Box has been by far the most effective and I notice a huge difference in my sleep when I'm wearing the Sleep Plus Red Lens, the Blue Light Clear Lens during the day, and even better when I'm using the Remedy Sleep Mask. They have about 20 frames to pick from. You can send in your own frames. They can also do a custom-made prescription, so there's an option for everyone. And for every pair of blue blocks they sell, they donate a pair of reading glasses to someone in need. So make sure you check them out. You can head to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. Again, that's blueblocks.com, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S will get you 15% off. And if you're wondering, my favorite frames are the Parker frames. Wanna, mm-hmm. I want to talk more about the jump from leaving that job to starting your own business and what that looked like for you. Yeah. I mean, I was forced out by the universe. So I had... Um, Typical. Yeah. Like around the time when I... Well, the year before I discovered human design, I had all these health issues. And part of having blood sugar imbalances also... And I had candida. So I had yeast infections for like six months straight, which is like... I know. like. Awful. I don't even, I look back at that time. I'm like, how did I sit in meetings and like talk to people? Right. Cause it's not even like a rash where people can see it. This is like psychological torture. And at that time, my partner was like, why are you doing this? Maybe you should take a break from work. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. I'll just keep going. Like, let me just change everything else in my life. So that was going on for a while. I, over the course of the year and a half, I healed everything. Um, and then the universe is like, can you please leave? So they moved my, this is two jobs ago. So they moved my old company into this building that had, um, it's kind of like a weird thing, but basically there was like vibration throughout the building constantly going. Um, there was like this fan that was always going and I would come back and like my, from work and like my fingers would be tingling. I'd have like heart palpitations and like headaches, like weird stuff I had never had before. And then of course, all of my old symptoms came back and I had no idea why that was also, you know, dark night of the soul floor and like crying on the bathroom floor. And then I went with someone who has, a well, I went with my partner to go pick up some mail from the office on the weekend. And he was like, what is that humming that I feel? Like it feels like an engine room and he has a military background. So he's been in like giant things. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, this is really bad for you. This is like constant low level vibration that is like arousing your nervous system. And then I put it all together and I was like, oh, so anyway, that was bizarre. And I felt it. And there was like one other, there was like one other person I worked with who felt it, who had been in a, been in an accident. So she had a really taxed nervous system, but everybody else was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. So I had to leave. And that's what led me to my second. And that was what led me to my last job Hmm. because I, that was right when I hit 30. Right. So that was right when I was supposed to like in six line profile supposed to kind of pull back but my ego wasn't done processing my ego was like wait wait, wait, no like I think I can still hang (laughs) so I got the second I got this last job um there were also crazy things happening that made it more intense than it needed to be and then that's when I was like okay fine I'll I'll go so I I actually took a medical leave because I wasn't sleeping then um on top of all the other health stuff yeah wow well Okay, I can. We've talked about this. I can connect with that. That sound like you, it. It drives you crazy. It's like you can't sleep, you can't function, and other people. I mean, I think that's just a good example of how most people are used to all of these chronic stressors. Like, and then those of us who have a taxed nervous system or just are more sensitive to it, like we pick it up. And now I'm like, how do people move through the world? Like, 
everybody else here is like, it's not loud in this apartment. I'm like, it is so loud. I can't, <laughs> I can't handle it. Right. So I, yeah, I don't even know how you survived that long through all of that. That's a lot, but it's one of those things where I think, you know, you look back and like you were saying, you're like, how did I even do that? But yeah. when you're in it, you, you somehow push through and make it happen. Uh, and yeah, universe definitely was pushing you out. And I, before I kind of move into the next portion of business, I want to talk about health stuff because mm. I can't let this conversation finish or continue until we talk about bean protocol. It has to be addressed. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be addressed. Yes. And I get so many questions about it. And I'm like, I haven't done it, but I know a lot of people now who have done it and they've all had amazing experiences. Yeah. So can you explain like uh, how you found it, what, what it was like, how did it help you? Would you recommend it? I want to know the deeds. Okay. So first of all, I'm still on the bean protocol. I'm definitely going to go eat beans after we talk. Um, <laughs> so I, I would recommend it. Um, yeah, I would recommend it for the person who, you know, and I'll talk more about my specific context, but I found it through um, the expanded podcast through the, to be magnetic brand. And yeah. So I had all these like adrenal issues basically. And if you like study Karen a little bit more, um, she has different protocols for different health things. So you can have like gut stuff or skin scuffs. So the protocol, like when we talk about the bean protocol, there's actually different protocols within it that I want to be really clear about. Like, so for an adrenal protocol, you don't eat fat and beans together. Whereas like for other protocols you do. So I would advise people to like do their research on what they need. Um, but for me, like, I'm a highly sensitive person, right? Like I, when something happens, when like a noise happens or like I can smell things, like I'm just constantly like my reaction to things is like a higher spike than other people. So as a result, I like am always releasing, I think just more cortisol, like more stimulated and chronically that built up. And then I just was having all these issues. And the way the bean protocol works is basically the fiber sweeps away your spent hormones and that's what allows like the healing to happen. So the thing that I really like about the bean protocol versus other protocols that I've done in the past is it's all about like removing things. So like no supplements, no tea, like nothing, no tinctures um, to let your body come back into homeostasis. And what other specific questions do you have? No, I mean, I, I, so I love it. And that's what I, I think it's so cool. Like, I just think it's so cool how you're using beans strategically and not a hundred million supplements. So, I mean, I think it's super cool. Well, how long did it take for you to start noticing a difference? Yeah. So what what have you noticed? Totally. So, so when I started it, like officially, I had already been resting for three months. So I had already like not been working out, like trying to get more sleep, but I still couldn't really sleep that well. Um, so three things I was looking for, um, with the protocol, I wanted to improve my sleep because I couldn't really fall asleep sometimes, um, or I'd wake up. And then my cycles over the last few years had either disappeared entirely for months. And then when it came back, um, I had a copper IUD a long, long time ago. Um, and had always had heavy periods since then. So I was like, there's something about this. It was like, I had like a seven day bleed and I was like, that's not right. And I also, you know, the timing was kind of off. So cycle stuff. And then um, just overall like health and strength because I haven't been able to work out. So three months in my, well, maybe it was like four. I have a, I have like a, a 
IGTV on this if people want to go more into detail. But my cycle went from seven days to like four and a half, which was like in like a pretty short amount. Of, it was like less than six months. Mm-hmm. Um, my sleep got a lot better and I'm slowly ramping up on the exercise. That one's always hard because it's like trying to figure out how to not overdo it, but it mm-hmm. still will always be stimulating to some extent. Um, but I feel so much calmer. And one of the really good things is it got me a hundred percent off caffeine. I have a kind of addictive personality and I, so in 2017, I gave up regular coffee in 2018, I gave up decaf. And then in 2019, I was like, I would order decafs and then have like an inch, like an inch of coffee, you know, just for the taste. Cause I'm a taste person in human design. Um, but I was still eating some chocolate. So finally on that, I like cut it all out. And Oh my God, if I have you know, when you get a bar of chocolate and it's just like one tiny square, if I have like one of those now, I feel it. And I'm like, man, I can't believe I was doing that to myself for wow. years. Yeah. It's hard. You don't realize. I mean, for me, what got me off caffeine was celery juice mm. and that helps so much. And now that when I have it, I'm like, I don't know how was I drinking that every day? Like I'm, it's horrible for my body, but I think the bean protocol is so cool. And even I don't know if Rachel Barber told you this, that she's, that she started it. Did she tell you? Yeah. And even just like a week or two in, cause I was asking her how it was going. She was like, I already feel my nervous system calming down. Wow. It's really cool. So yeah. Yeah. And just seeing like, like Julie Bowers before and after with skin and people like people's skin results and hearing the gut, the gut results. I think it's so cool and interesting. So people should definitely check it out. And would you say, I actually don't know because I haven't looked at all of the exact protocols. Are they mm-hmm. through Unique or through Karen? Yeah. So Karen is like the woman who invented this. She mm-hmm. has her, people can look her up on, she has a podcast episode too. Um, so she has all the protocols on her website, Okay, but I, I never scheduled a one-on-one with her. Karen's also a little more strict because obviously she invented it. So like yeah. if I ask Karen, like, can I have chlorella? She's like, no, it's stimulating. But if I ask Karen, <laughs> Karen, she says yes. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> um, but Karen works one-on-one with people um, and knows she, she's like on Instagram, whereas Karen mm-hmm. is um, not. So, uh, so, so I used to blend. Okay. I, I got a Karen protocol okay. and then I did follow-ups with Karen. You had follow-ups with Unique? Sorry, unique. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, but I, okay. but they, people can also go to unique for a protocol too. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, check out them for all the protocols. Um, I should probably have one of them on my podcast. I should ask. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's super cool, and I know people are interested in it. So I definitely wanted to ask about your experience with it. Just yeah, and the, the nice thing is, like, you can kind of exp- you can you can do it in like, you don't have to do it all in, right? Some protocols, it's like you're in it or you're not. With this, like, if you want to experiment and just like eat some beans, like that will still help you. You'll still get some fiber to sweep out mm-hmm. like bile and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Did you, because I know a lot of people listening to this have like hardcore paleo space. Yeah. Um, were you really bloated when you first started adding beans in? Like, Okay, yeah. So let's talk yeah. about the side effect. Okay, yeah. I had been on paleo too. So I mean, that's like, I, I listened to you on like straight up paleo day. Yeah. So like I hadn't eaten a bean in like three years, Yeah, you know, like it's kind of scary. Yeah. Um, but that's also for me a good sign when I'm like, oh, if something's scary around food, it usually means I'm out of balance. Mm-hmm. So um, the reality is like, yeah, there are side effects, especially the more, the more endocrine taxed you are, the more gas you will have because 
and Karen goes more into this, but basically the reason why people say they have gas with beans is because there's a fermentation process that happens in your coal or whatever, like into, in your gut mm-hmm. when the hormones are interacting with the gut bacteria. Mm. But if you're, if you're eating beans all the time, then there's less of this like spent hormone stuff mm-hmm. happening. So I was gassy for, I love how honest we're getting here. I was gassy for like six weeks. I think okay. Karen says like, oh, it's three weeks. I've heard some people say like a month. I think it depends on how hard you hit it and just like where you're at. I won't name names, but I know somebody else who had gas for like two plus months. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, like with any healing, there's sometimes like some clearing out. That yeah. I mean, it's sometimes it's got to happen. I mean, when I went from carnivore to eating plant-based, oh my God, I could have easily been carrying triplets. Like it was <laughs> bad, but you know, it's good for people to know because people freak out if something feels off and it's like, it's just kind of part of a healing reaction sometimes and, you know, yeah. figuring that out, but that's where it helps to work with someone and yeah. When I got gas, I was like, you know what? This is great. It means I'm like clearing out all these hormones. And there we go. So, and I can, what is crazy is like, I know that it's real because or tr- the, the mechanism is whatever true in my body. Because when I do more stressful things, like if I do a more stressful workout or if I didn't sleep, I, I noticed more gas the following mm. day. So like I could tell when my body was producing more stress hormones. That's so interesting. Yeah. So cool. Who yeah. knew? Magic beans. <laughs> Magic beans. Here we are from paleo to carnivore to beans. I love it. Join the bean team. Yeah, I love it. Um, Okay, so let's go back to, because I feel like bean protocol, but also lifestyle changes have helped your health. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure kind of actually following your your true path with business has helped as well. So walk us through, okay, you were at that, the last job, Mm -hmm. not fully in alignment, um, and you, you took a leave, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then your process of starting your business and building your business and uh, kind of what came up for you there. Yeah. So I took a leave and I was like, it was this moment where I was my old self and my new self, right? Yeah. Where like I left and then I was like, oh my God, like nobody hates me. Like I can just not work. Like I cannot be in this job. It just was like such a mind. I just, yeah. my subconscious had to go through it to believe it. Mm-hmm. And then after that happened, it started, my sense of possibility opened up a little bit more. And I was like, oh, maybe I could like coach people in some way. Because the favorite part of my job when I was working um, at these other companies was mentoring and managing people. And I, but I would talk to people and, you know, someone would come in and be like, oh, I want a promotion. And I'd be like, yeah, okay. So you can like speak up more in meetings and also then I'd stop myself from like, you'll have this limiting belief and you should probably work on this shadow vision, you know? And as I felt like I was only touching the tip of the iceberg and I wanted to go so much deeper with people. So when I left, I had planned to take some time off just to heal and like didn't have any specific plan on what kind of business I would do um, just with a general idea of like, oh, coaching could be fun. And then this is where things start flowing. Like you posted, Hey, I'm doing this like business group. And I was like, Oh, you, and I had stopped listening to your podcast for like a year. Cause mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you were going through shifts and I wasn't, I was on my own healing thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, that's, Hey, what's up, Christina? Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then human design was something where like as a six, two, right. So the second line is also, you're good at things, but you don't realize you are like other people have to tell you. And so 
started hearing from like externally, like, oh, maybe this is something you could talk about. Um, and then it kind of unfolded from there. Like I had, I had like 200 Instagram followers and this like deep sense of like, can I really put myself out there? Like, I don't know. It was just really scary. Um, and that was something that was like a really big thing to like be able to have someone that's like, no, you're doing the next, just the next right step. And like, don't worry about all the other Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Somebody brought that up to me yesterday. Somebody who she just signed up for no BS biz school. And she was saying for so long, I was telling myself like, Oh, I can't do that. It's like, I can't do what Christina does. Or like, why would I work with her when she has so many followers? And I'm like, no, it doesn't work like that. Right. Like it's (laughs) like you learn, it's not about how many followers you have or your reach. Like you, you build, you build it naturally as you go, but you don't even have to, you don't have to build a big following. It's about quality and you know, better than anyone, like the more you live in flow and like with your design, the more it just falls into place. And I think for you, I would love for you to share more about how I know things were coming up as you were through the process, like, like going through the process of things that you thought you had to work through. And then you're like, wait, this kind of corporate mindset's popping back up again. And then kind of retraining yourself and realizing Mm -hmm. how it pops up in different ways and how you really could work with your design. So maybe you can share more about kind of some things that were coming up for you. Yeah, I think so there were, there's probably two things. So one is just like productivity and how much (laughs) what you work, I worked. Um, one of the things that blew my mind about learning about projectors is, you know, the, the kind of like mutually agreed upon projector should only work like three to four hours a day. Okay. When I first heard that years ago, I was like, that's impossible. That's insane. There's nobody can only work that much. And now I'm like, it's been three to four hours. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think like the gift of like going through so much health stuff and the burnout is that, you know, I look at even like other people in the human design space that are projectors and I see themselves pushing to work really hard. For me, my burnout was so extreme that I'm like, never again. Mm-hmm. So I've always been really cognizant of like what hours I keep. Like I don't, you know, I make sure to really protect my time in the morning and that sort of thing. Um, but when we started it was so exciting for a couple months that I, I did want to work a certain amount. Um, and that's fine too. Like there's nothing you also human design is not about doing perfectly. It's just like knowing it. Right. So for a while I was like really happy to like go and do a lot. And then I found it was affecting like my sleep and whatever. And so just learning how to, that it was okay to pull back and then have someone tell me like, yeah, it's fine. Like, it's okay. (laughs) You know, like, what are you, trying to sprint towards and, and returning back to the belief of like, you know, what's yours is yours. And I tell my clients that all the time too, like there's nothing more you can do to like make it more yours. And there's also nothing that you could not do that would help that would play into you losing anything. Mm -hmm. So that was one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it just brings up for me, like, I know we've had some really great conversations around like you'll achieve these amazing goals with your business. And then you're like on the next thing. And then it was like this moment where you realize and you're like, I'm realizing I can just like be content and happy with like what I've achieved. And I'll always have to be, as soon as I get this one thing, I I don't even have time to celebrate. I just am like, okay, I need something even more. Right. Mm -hmm. And we can get really caught up in that as entrepreneurs where really the limit does not exist. Right. But you don't have to keep going like all at once, like it's going to happen. So I just thought that was a really beautiful reflection and mm. a, a cool transformation to see too. Yeah. I don't remember the second thing I was going to say now. 
Sorry. Well, maybe it'll come back up. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was, and I think I actually do want to touch on this because um, I know you have a lot of amazing tips in terms of business and working with your design. So maybe you can talk about like an overview, like a brief touch point for each of the energy types and like even just how many hours should they be working or are they built yeah. to work really? Yeah. Um, any like t- and tips on like you know, just related to business. Yeah. Okay. I'll, tr- I'll try to, I'll just say whatever comes to mind first. Yeah. Whenever I get questions like this, I'm like, oh, there's so much I want to say. Yeah, I'm sure. So, okay. Let's, okay. Let's start with the manifestors. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of how they're built to work. So manifestors are considered an energy type in that when, when you're doing something you want to do, it's like, yes, all, all in like, but the thing that's different about manifestors from like default society, which is generators and MGs is that they don't have a sacral, right? So it's still cyclical. The manifest energy is like, cool, I want to do something when I want to do it. And I want to chill when I want to chill and play and all that. So that can be hard if they're held to, like I've talked to manifestors who have had more kind of like, you know, Monday through Friday, like all, you know, specific work hours and that can feel really constricting sometimes. Um, So the tip for them is like work when you want to work figure out wherever you are to how to maximize your freedom. So even if, you know, you are in something in a job where maybe you don't have like complete autonomy, but like, you know, we're all, a lot of us are working from home now. Maybe you can just block your calendar and pretend to be working, but like you're doing what you want to do. I'm not advocating to not deliver results, but like most manifestors can like deliver results and do a bunch of other stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then not bash or judge or, um, force yourself out of these rest periods because you need them. Yeah. I, I've talked to Diane Sinfulpo about this a lot and she always describes like, she was like, yeah, it makes so much sense because she says that she feels like she's doing like hit working where she'll just like, Ooh, she'll I be inspired. That. Yeah. She'll be inspired and she works. And then she's like, then I take like three days and I need to rest and then I get inspired again. And I'm like, can I do it again? Which makes so much sense. So that might be a helpful example for people listening if they're hit working. I love yeah. it. Um, so for generators and MGs, the thing that you both have in common is that you have a sacral center. So this is like more classically aligned to what we see as like a, you know, you wake up every day and you go and you work because if you're doing the thing you love, it's like a big if, then you should have this full battery and be able to go all day and then like be happily drained. Like, you know, you felt like you went for like a good long hike and then be ready to rest. But if you're doing work that you don't want to be doing, then that's not going to apply to you. Um, so in terms of the business tip here, I think, I think it would be to really trust that whatever it is you're meant to share um, is going to be what you're excited about. So like a lot of times, so for example, like I think generators can be amazing teachers as long as they're teaching about what it is that they're really excited about. And I think there's probably a lot of like coaches and that sort of thing listening. Right. Mm -hmm. So knowing that like, if, as long as you're sharing your message from a place of like, this is what I experienced on my path. And like, here's how excited I am about it. That can be a really powerful way to amplify your message. Or like, I actually was talking to an MG recently and she was like, how do I get more clients? And I was like, it's not about like getting them. It's about like using that sacral juicy energy that people are naturally attracted to. How do you build that stoke that fire even more? Yeah. Yeah. And also say, from my experience, like 
not being afraid to pivot when something doesn't feel in alignment mm. because it's so easy for us to work all day, right? But I'm like, I need to put my energy toward what I'm excited about. And this is where I've learned to just, if I, if I'm excited about something else, I have to just change because it's easy mm-hmm. for me to put all my energy into what I think I should do and not get results. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it feels out of alignment shift, because you're going to do a lot of work either way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's a good, so you're making me want to talk about something that I haven't really heard many other people talk about, which is like, I think, so generators and MGs, the distinction between them. And a lot of people like to say like, oh man, uh, MGs are more multi-passionate, but I have been thinking about how I don't completely agree with that recently. Cause if you look at, when I look at really, um, what I perceive to be very like inflow generators, some of them are very multi-passionate, like Gwyneth Paltrow and Richard Branson are both generators, no M in there, but they're very multi-passionate, right? Um, And so I think it's less about the external, what we perceive to be multi-passionate and more like how the energy feels inside that that quickness. Um, But anyway, so that's just some thoughts on going back to your piece of advice, which normally like the average person listening might be like, oh, that advice is for MGs, but it's for any generator. Yeah. I mean, it definitely has rung true for me because like I'm going to generate And the whole thing is exactly what you're saying. Like big, if, if you're excited about what you're talking about and doing, Mm -hmm. and I, I always generate a lot. Right. But if I generate something that I'm excited about, it doesn't feel like work. Like I have the energy to go all day and all night and I love it. I'm like, this is just like a drug for me. I love it. Yeah. But I will also naturally do a lot of generating, even if it's in a should, it'll just Mm. feel like I'm dragging. Mm-hmm. And it's not as it's not received. Like I see this all the time with what what performs well in terms of offerings I put out or content. It's the it's always the thing I'm excited about. Yeah, I'm curious. Also, I've been thinking about the interaction between the type and the profile a lot too. Mm-hmm. And for you as a two four, um, so when I talk to certain G's and MG's, I'm like, okay, so what's your mission and what you want to build and create, right? Because you have this, all this energy to create. And I'm curious if you think about your community a lot as a fourth line and, and if that impacts like what is successful. Yeah. I, so in many ways, and this is why, like, this is why I love this because anyone listening, if you have not gotten a reading or you don't use this in your, like in your business, you really need to, because it's so helpful. But the hermit piece of me, like I need to recharge. Like I need to rest mm-hmm. and recharge. And this is also where, especially as things have been unfolding for me, like with the channeling, it makes so much sense to me where it's like, I'm very much meant to serve the masses, like mm. not as much one-on-one, like that's like a smaller piece of it, but very much. And, and part of the serving the masses is like, I need that time to rest and recharge. And then like generate. And so much of what I'm doing is through all the connections, the network, all the people I can I can touch on. And so I see that all playing together. Does that make sense? Does yeah. that answer your question? That's yeah. how I think of it. Totally. Well, and with the, with the profiles, there's, there's an analogy of a house where like each line is like, like one through six corresponds to a part of a house. And so the two, four is like you being on the first floor as a hermit sometimes, and then going up to the balcony and like shouting your message to like the, the townspeople or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And, but you have to do both, right. To yeah. really effectively be fully you. Yeah. That makes, it makes so much sense. And also because I've always felt like such a, I've always felt like a hermit. I love being by myself, but also something about me that is a lot of value of like working with me or knowing me is I have a really good network. 
Like okay. I just naturally do. And I always thought that was really weird. I'm like, I'm such a hermit. I love being by myself, but like everybody always says, Oh, Christina knows everyone. Like Christina, like, like, you know, and I'm like, okay. Um, so it all, it all makes sense. And yeah. I think what's cool is, which is why, well, we'll get to this more later, but why I'm so excited about your new program is like, I use my limited human design knowledge with my clients and that alone is so helpful. Like it's almost like it helps me just see where their business is going and like helps them step into, Oh, like this feels really good. This path. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's so invaluable. And then it's like, you start to get into the deeper, like kind of the deeper portions. I mean, from profile, but like once you get into gates and I'm like, it just all makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, and I think the nice thing about knowing your gates is a lot of the skills that the gates highlight, like pondering the mystery of the universe, right? That's not something that someone tells you on strengths finders yeah. or like whatever. <laughs> but but once you know it, you're like, oh, this is what I bring, this like subtle yeah. quality to all of my, you know, content or conversations or you know, coaching people. Mm-hmm. Um, and just knowing that can be so empowering and like add to your sense of confidence or like whatever, like knowing what else you can, when you show up in a group setting, like this is a role that I play. Yeah. It gives people permission to be themselves. And I think this is also something like both of us focus on with clients. It's like, it's about, I mean, how do you really like manifest in business and bring things in naturally and work smarter, not harder? It's like, it's tapping into your unique skill set and your unique magic because everybody has it. And sometimes just having like the identification and seeing it on a piece of paper, you're like, I do have that. So like lean into that strength because not everybody, not everybody else has it. Yeah. And I think we're, I'm going to get a little philosophical, but I think we're moving from a time of, you know, the last, whatever, hundred years, 200 years has been very like masculine. And I know you talk a lot about this, so people will get it like, Mm -hmm. uh, productivity, efficiency, like inventing all this technology, getting really strategic, talking about our plans, details, all that. And for, we've all been forced to move from this, like a lot of doing to like, er, like being, how are you with being and how are you with being your unique self? And I think that for some people it's been uncomfortable for some people it's been a relief, like, you know, all the experiences. Um, but I think a lot of us could, could benefit or find comfort in a tool that gives a blueprint for this is how you are. And this is how you can show up. That's different from anyone else. So like, you know, forget the box, the one path to success, the model, whatever. It's like, you're just you. And if you're a coach to know that and to be able to support someone on that, um, I would, I would love to see, I would love to see more of this incorporated into beyond just like the fringe people that are into human design and listening to this podcast, like all these different modalities, fitness, nutrition, Mm -hmm. career coaching, energy healing, whatever. Yeah, I totally agree. You'll get you'll get clients such better results when you can, it's really about the bio-individuality. Like people talk about that all the time and they don't actually implement it, right? They say that, but then they still put everybody on the same protocol or like think that they should do the exact same thing with their business or whatever it is, however, however it applies to their business. Um, But there's the human design chart is like just this roadmap to tapping into someone's just like, again, unique magic which I think is so cool. And yeah, I, I think way more people should incorporate this. Um, but we'll talk so more about that. Pro- in a second. Projectors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll finish out the last two. So projectors for with work. Um, I mean, I already touched on like working three to four hours. I know that sounds crazy. Um, but it's also about reframing what work is, right? It's a lot of the purpose of being a projector is to be a guide in some way. So 
how can you keep your container clear to be a guide? Sometimes your work might be like taking a nap or like meditating, right? Um, That three to four hours is like the stuff that really like requires you to give energy. And because we don't have a sacral, we're not getting that refilling of like that high of like, cool, I'm doing things. Um, So for projectors, I think most projectors I talk to are somewhere along this. They're not necessarily like fully in that projector flow yet. They're like, oh, I'm, you know, doing this thing that I don't want to be, or like, how do I actually build my practice or whatever? And so I think the first thing to start with there is actually around the belief because we, that it has to be doing, or it has to be, um, that it's not okay to rest. Like, I think that's a really, really important one that I personally went through and had to heal. Yeah. It's a huge mindset shift. And I, I think also the time management piece mm-hmm. is probably important too, right? Just like, cause I think there's a lot of power in designing your day to be as efficient as possible. And if you're, if you're smart about how you schedule your day, I mean, you can do everything in three to four hours, depending, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you can. So I think I would imagine if I was a projector, I'd probably make sure I was managing my time well and not letting other people make me feel like I had to say yes to things. So it's yeah. like the time protection, like you talked about too, and boundaries. Yeah. And they play into each other because let's say you have the sketch for me, for example, you know, I had the schedule set up and I still had a belief on, I have to I have to have inbox zero, right? And across yeah. all platforms. Uh, and I forced myself, you know, there's a decision point. I could force myself to do it or I could realize like, it's okay to just stop. And then like, if it's not done, whatever, I'll have more energy when I come back to do it tomorrow. Or maybe that's just a boundary I'm not willing to cross. But in order to make that fully empowered decision, I have to have a clear subconscious space. Yeah. And I've talked to Rachel about this too, a lot where she was like, it's this process of trusting, trusting that if I rest now, I'll be more energized and more inspired later. Like if I'm not feeling excited and energized and inspired right now, a lot of people still, they they push because they're afraid that if they wait, it won't come later. But it's like just building that trust muscle. It's, it's very similar to eating Mm, too, right? Like when people make decisions around food because they're afraid of what's going to come later, you know? Um, But it's about trusting your body in that okay, I don't feel good right now. I'm not inspired. And I know if I rest, it's going to pop up later when exactly when it's meant to. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it all comes back to self-trust. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And then reflectors in work. So the thing about being a reflector is that your purpose is to like fully be in things and then share what's going on for you because that has value for everyone around you. So in the context of business, I think there's, there's probably two things. One is to not overly identify with needing to like have this specific plan or be this specific person and let yourself explore. And then also be really know there's so much value in you sharing what's going on for you on your journey. So like if you, you know, decide to, to pivot or something or change directions, actually sharing what is your process there? Because people are going to benefit from knowing that. Hmm. What about like work hours? Mm, for the reflector specifically, I, well, okay. So I think there's, there's something to not overworking consistently, right? Because they're a non-energy type because reflectors can change so much based on what's going on in the planets and transits and also who they're with Mm -hmm. also accepting that 
inconsistency is okay. So like if you wake up with like a bolt of inspiration at 3 a.m., like that's great. But then also sometimes being, you know, going to bed early and waking up super early, like it can, it can constantly be changing. Mm -hmm. And so it's the key thing for reflectors is to have, to not let that, to, to have the things in place where you can come back to yourself. Right. So it's like that alone time, that space. And it doesn't have to be really strict. And this is where you can look at your arrows if they're left or right to see, you know, how you do with like schedule and discipline and all that. Um, but having regular points where that can happen so that you can fully be in all the different experiences when you're out. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. I've never had a client who was a reflector, mm. which I mean, not really that shocked because they're not as common. And also like, I feel like I don't know. I always feel like, yeah, everybody who tends to come to me is like mostly generators and MGs, mostly MGs and then generators. And then I have my projectors. Um, And then I have like one or two manifestors. It's like Uh always kind of the pattern. Um, I've never worked with with a reflector before, which I think would be fun, but yeah, they, if you're listening, yeah, if you're listening, if you're a reflector, (laughs) hit me up. (laughs) I think it's really interesting. And I was talking to a friend recently, she's a reflector and she was like, I've never met another reflector. And I'm like, I'm like, you should, you should. Does she want to? Yeah. Yeah. I, when I first discovered human design, I was so, I didn't know any projectors for years, which is funny because in that wellness and health space, there's so many projectors, but in my personal life for like the first year and a half or so, I mean, except for maybe my dad, but like, I was like, why is everybody an MG? I just want to know someone else like yeah. me. <laughs> but yeah. now I know so many. So, Oh my God. Yeah. It's so interesting. Put out the call, everyone. If you want to meet more of your energy types, yeah. just put out the call. You'll find them. And I'm sure I'll find them on Victoria's page too. Like everyone's yeah. talking about their types. Um, but yeah, I mean, this has been so helpful for me in my personal life, but also in my, in my business on a number of levels, including for me to know how to interact with, with the person, like mm-hmm. best interact and best converse and communicate with my client and help like from what I know of the chart, dive, dive deeper in terms of, okay, what's actually like the best, most individualized path for you and how are you going to naturally work your best? And it's just been so, so helpful. And that's why I'm like super excited about um, your new program. So can you tell us more about what, what you're offering now? I'm pumped. Yeah. So in the fall, I'll be launching a course for coaches specifically on how to use human design in their practice. And if you haven't already picked up from this conversation, I think the reason why you would want to do this is because it can be so helpful to relate to people and meet them where they uniquely are. Mm-hmm. Um, you, Christine, you were saying like, oh, just with my limited knowledge, but like the foundation, like knowing someone's type strategy and authority that can get them so far. Like you can support how they uniquely make decisions, help them listen to their intuition, um, help them with like, yeah, their work style Mm -hmm. and schedule and all of that. So I've seen it to be so helpful with my clients. And I, when I talk to like the other coaches, I know they're like, yeah, I want to know how to like apply this information. And I've seen a lot of programs, including ones I've taken, um, that teach you how to learn about the theory of human design, but it nothing where it's like, and this is how you use it with a person. So I'm really yeah. excited about it. And one of the things that um, we'll see how many people end up being in the course, but in my experience, the best way to learn human design is to know 
the information and then see it in a person, which is why like people love learning their own charts and you're like, oh, this makes sense. And then you look at a client's chart and you're like, oh, I don't know <laughs> about you. Yeah. Um, so we'll probably, I'm thinking, still playing around the format, but I want to have small groups where people can share about their experiences with their own design and then learn from like, oh, so that's what an emotional authority feels like for you. Or that's what like self-projected is like, and you know, so on and so forth. So yeah, I'm super excited because I want to spread human design to the world. Like it's, don't we all want to feel more in flow and confident in ourselves yeah. and our truth? Yeah. I want to, I want to help spread it too, because it's like, this is a game changer and it's such a value add if you're offering services too, to be able to like kind of explain somebody's chart and people get so much out of it. And I know for me, I've like given, I'll like send, you know, a five minute voice note about kind of like the basics of the chart to a friend and they're like, Oh my God, like, do you, can I, do you pay, do you charge for this? Like, can I send a friend? I'm like, no, 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 go see a professional. I send them to Victoria. I'm like, get a full reading. But like, even that alone, people, it blows their mind. And you can just go so much deeper um, with your clients. And I just think it's a huge value add for your services to use this. And it'll, it'll help you in your own life too. And I have learned what I know from a lot of what I know from seeing it in my clients, right? It's like, it started with kind of like these basics I understood and then I saw it play out. And I know for me, even we've talked about this, like for me, figuring out my sacral Mm -hmm. authority was like such a process. And that's why I think, you know, having the group and everybody kind of sharing how different things manifest for them is so valuable. And like we've talked about before and anyone who has looked at a chart, it can feel overwhelming at first you know, you're like, I don't, I don't know what all of this means. There's all these numbers and the gates and you break things down so beautifully, like easily understood. So I'm really excited. I fully plan on doing this. I'm (laughs) pumped about it. So if people want to um, sign up and learn more about the program, where, where would they do that? Yeah. So it'll be, there'll be a, place to sign up on the wait list on my website, or it'll be linked to my Instagram as well. If you can't find it, you can always message me and I'll help you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and are, you're starting in October, mid-October. Yes. Okay. Awesome. I'm yeah. pumped. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. So, excited. so Yeah. And this will be so for like coaches, like nutritionists, fitness trainers, who, like who else? Um, like if you're a therapist or if you're any kind of like person who manages people or works with people. Like if you have a team, Mm -hmm. um, or you're running your own business and you have, you know, like people that you work with just to know like, Oh, cool. So like, you know, this person on my team is a generator. That means I can like, you know, she'll work this way or this person's a projector. Like, I feel like the applications are pretty, there's so many, but we'll definitely go into like all the nutrition and digestion stuff, um, for fitness, like just knowing how someone's sacral energy works versus like also, I'm really into the nervous system. So how the different centers relate to that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I I From like the beauty counter, like kind of having a team and stuff, it's it's so helpful to figure out. I know how, how things work and yeah, the application like, piece is so with, with that. Um, I know a lot of people, if, if you're in any kind of like sales role, mm-hmm. a lot of people feel very like squeamish about sales. So knowing your, how your design can, what you how you're best able to sell according to your design can also be yeah. really helpful sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, I'm excited to check it out. All the information will be in the show notes and can you just remind everyone where to find you on Instagram? Yep. So I'm and at, website. yeah, I'm at victoriajane.hd and then my website's victoriajane.co. 
no M at the end. Amazing.co professional. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Victoria. This was so much fun. So excited for people to hear it. You are amazing. Thank you so much to Victoria for coming on the podcast. Make sure you connect with her on Instagram at victoriajane.hd and on her website, victoriajane.co. And make sure you sign up for her human design coaching certification waitlist if this calls to you. The link for that will be in the show notes and you can also check that out on her website. And don't forget that enrollment for No Bullshit Business School is currently open, limited spots. Enrollment's gonna close September 25th and we start October 5th. This is the last round of 2020, so make sure you get in before it's too late. You don't wanna miss this opportunity. You can go to bit.ly slash no BSBS or to my website, christinaricewellness.com and click the business tab at the top. Don't forget you can gain access to my private account, Wellness Realness Crew, where I share juicy behind the scenes content related to my life and the podcast and business, all the things. All you have to do is send a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review to that account, Wellness Realness Crew. DM a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review to Wellness Realness Crew. Request to follow and when I get both of those, I will accept you and you'll get access to the page. You can also connect with other podcast listeners on our free Facebook page, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. That's going to be it for today's show. Thanks again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day and I'll chat with you again next episode.